Amen. Thanks so much. So everybody's doing good so far, right? Ready to do better because we're going to hear from the Lord today. You believe that? Did you come ready to hear a message from the Lord? Good. I'm going to get out of the way and let him do what he does. Amen. That's our prayer all the time. Lord, just, you know, use us as that vessel to bring glory to you. And I want to start out with uh, saying this statement that the Lord whispered to my heart. And this is how we just launched into this message this week. And you're going to hear it throughout here, uh, the message. So I just want you to get it in your spirit here. The Lord just whispered this to me and I wrote it down. It says, your view of God shapes all you do, all you are, and all you will become. Think about that. If you think about, uh, if you see God as, as, as someone small, then you're probably only going to experience small things from God. Amen. You know, if, if you experience different things in your life, uh, you know, small things like, like I said, like that, you know, it's, a lot of times it's because we haven't really focused on it or, or see what's going on there. But, you know, in, in everything we do, our focus has a lot to do with it, doesn't it? It really does. What, what our viewpoint is and, and what we're doing there. And I thought this, I said, you know, and if you, if you have a view of God that, uh, you know, maybe there's people that, that just don't even think about God. But guess what? They're only going to receive the best that they can do. How many know God's got a bigger plan and a better plan than what me and you got? Amen. A lot of times people say, well, what's the plan about this or this and this and this? And I said, well, let's seek the Lord. Let's see what he has. You know, let's see what God's doing here and just fall in behind him. And I think about that. But I also said, you know, if, if however, if your view is focused on your relationship with the Lord, you'll see God work in all areas of your life. Amen. I believe he will show you that. Now, we don't always understand it. We don't always see him move at the same pace that we would like or different things like that. But is God on time or what? He's always on time. And he's always wanting the very best for us. So even when we don't understand stuff, we can always trust him. Is it a good place to say amen? amen. He's faithful, isn't he? So as we just look at this thing, sometimes we, we have to look at this because everybody doesn't have the same view. Amen. Right? Probably a good thing sometimes. That's a variety is not a bad thing, right? But you know what? It's great when we can come together in unity, focused on Christ and watch God move us as a, as a whole. So, you know, I like to do different things sometimes out here, right? Anybody like playing games and stuff like that? None of you. Good. We're going to do that today. We're going to stretch it. We're going to stretch it a little bit. So today I thought, you know what? Wouldn't it be cool to do some Bible Pictionary? Think of, what is that? I don't know. I just come up with it this week. <laughs> it's cool. So how many, how many people are very artistic? Good. Good, good, yeah, I fit right in. I mean, I, I'm, I'm president with a stick man. So, so what I'm going to do is, I've got about three or four envelopes, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to select some folks out here uh, to just draw, to the best of their ability, these things when I call them, all right? Okay, you ready? <laughs> so let's see, let me think of this first one. Somebody, somebody that's really, really good in art. Now, I don't want them. <laughs> Son, do you feel like drawing today? <laughs> Will you take one for the team, Sonny? Come on. Come on, Sonny. He's a trooper, isn't he? Let me make sure I got the right one for him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Come on up here, Sonny. <laughs> here you go. Here is your envelope, sir. I need you to take a look at that. Not show it with anybody. And then come right up this way. And, and draw the best of your ability because we got to have a couple of more on here. So don't don't hog it all up. But we need it. We need a good. I'm here for you, anybody. <laughs> all right, man. I wish I had a drum roll. I'm ready, everybody. Sun. 
Hey, hold tight. Don't tell them. Keep on going, Donnie. That looks like a, it looks like a tick. <laughs> now, hey, I'm with you now. All right, y'all hold that right there. Uh, we're with you. Y'all just keep that in your mind. Woo, good. All right, you can go back to your seat, sir. You did a wonderful job. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. I need it. I need it there. We're going to keep that. We might even put that on Facebook. <laughs> He's like, how about you do that? Hey, we already got you singing out there, so now you can be an artist. <laughs> oh, let me see. Let me double check to see what this one is. Okay. How about another handicap drawer? Jeff, come on. <laughs> just, I'm in. I'm in, man. All right. Maybe just, just right under Maybe to the left. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see what's going on. So he was the very guy complaining, so we put him in there next. All right. No pressure. No. Maybe just a little bit. <laughs> you know what? Let's do the inside. <laughs> you got to do I didn't even think about that. I see you guys, you guys are just running with it. Good. That's all right. So, so far, we have a saved tick. <laughs> okay. I need you now. <laughs> you said you could draw a little bit? Yeah. Come on up. <laughs> I was looking out for you guys because I might rip you. I don't think it'd be too bad. Okay, good. Take it away. No, I don't have a different color. I did good to get that. Man, she can't look at this. I chose good. <laughs> You know, I say the same thing if you're in a band and you're not that great. Get people around you that are. I go, you know what I mean? <laughs> Look at that. Look at that, man. I tell you what. Man, let's give our artists a hand. Yes, indeed. So, so can anybody tell me what, what that is? If we put those three things together. What's the first one? No. What is the first one? I'm sorry. Son. What does that represent? Yeah. God. And what is this? Man. Could we say that the son of God, son of man, maybe? That's pretty cool, isn't it? Give yourself a hand. Y'all did good on it. Y'all did good on it. See, it all depends on your view, doesn't it? You know, my view, I could have been a tick, but no, it wasn't. It was the sun. And so I'm not dogging you on that. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> That's why I went to him. I know he could take it. But you know what? Y'all didn't see me. Y'all didn't see my picture that I drew up here. That's why I said I need some help. But, you know, when we look at that, see, your view of God shapes all you do, all you are, and all you'll become. But if we want the proper view of God, let me, let me, let me do a little clean up here, all right? Won't take but a second. And I need one more. Who la hey, Sonny, who laughed at you the most? I think it was Bob. 
could, could you help me out, Miles? Hey, I'm not going there because Miles told me this when he first started coming. He said, I'll support you any way, any way you want. Don't you ever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not asking. But it wouldn't hurt my feelings if you did want to. Do you, you think you think uh, you think your wife would help you out? She'd step up to the plate, wouldn't you? You've been before. You've been in front of the class before once or twice. Haven't you? <laughs> this will be okay. Come on, numbers. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> she, she does math. Okay. I. You know what? I got total confidence. If I could find the right, I gotta find the right one. I got. Yeah, but it's okay. She's like, oh, I can't believe this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have any more, but we'll make up one. All right. <laughs> okay, look at this. Hey, that means she's got, she's doing it out. <laughs> Amen. Look at that. Give her a hand. You know what? This is good. We ought to do this every now and then, isn't it? So, you know, we're talking about what's the name of our, 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 our message? Check your view. So take a look at this. I'm going to ask you a question. What's your view of the Bible? What's your view of God's word? Is it the centerpiece in your life? Do we believe that it's it's true and faithful? Amen. Give them one more round of applause. You gotta step down there. I tell you what. So we look at that. We see that we see the Son of God. We see God's Word, and that's where I really want to launch from. Checking our view today. And when we look at that, you know how I love to take a word and just kind of break it out and and, and, and do all the little lie. What do you call that? Acronyms and things like that. And God, I'm a simple guy, so that's how it works with me on that. But I want you to take a look at our verse today. If you got your Bibles, you can turn to 1 John 4, 4. If not, i got most of the scriptures up here that we want today. But uh, let's look at this. And it says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them. We're talking about the enemy of the world, okay? For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. If you get that revelation as a child of God and who lives in you is greater than any other force in the world, it'll, it'll revolutionize everything you do. Did I happen to read this? You guys are going to love this. Your view of God <laughs> shapes all you do, all you are, and all you will become. Now, if we want to see what God looks like, what do we need to look to? We need to look to his word. We need to look to Jesus, right? He's the perfect representation of God. That's what I want us to see today. So when we look at this, what John's saying is this. We need to see the greatness that God has placed in us, Holy Spirit himself, to lead God and instruct us in all we do. So I pray that God will reveal himself to us as we go through his word today. Sometimes we need to check our view because our view doesn't always go with what we're saying. What we're saying doesn't always go with our actions. So sometimes it's good to recalibrate, amen? I hope today that we, we recalibrate, but what do we calibrate on? We don't calibrate up against the world. We calibrate our life up against the word, amen? Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, let me get all this drawn stuff over to the side, and we're going to keep on rolling. Well, one of the things the Lord was showing me when I was breaking out that word is vision, amen? What do you think about that? I said, you know, now God has called us to represent him. And I said, you know, and experience him and to trust him and love him and serve him. Just to name a few things. But to do that, we need to see the vision. 
Now, I can tell you very, very well from caring for somebody that was totally blind for a couple of months and now they got their sight. Let me tell you, that's a handful, amen? They don't know what they're eating. They don't know what time it is. They don't know what's on the table. They don't know where their drink is. They don't know where the chair is. Any of those things. They may not even recognize who who's talking to them. Usually they can pick up on that. That's just my experience in the last couple of months. As y'all know, my mother went through a, a tough time with that. But praise God. You Also, I want to tell you that she can see. Amen. She sees really well. Matter of fact, Tiny Tim stopped by and saw yesterday. He said, you know, we've known you over 10 years. We've never seen your mom doing so good. I just want to praise God for that and thank you for your prayers. It's, a, it's amazing. But we need to have that vision, right? And, and it's a huge part of what we do. So, how's your vision? How's your vision of God? How do we view him? Amen. How do we view him in our everyday life? And when I look at this, I said, we need to keep the vision before us at all times. We need to make the most of every opportunity to share Jesus Christ with the world. So how do we do that? One of the things we do, we got a voice, don't we? We can tell people about Christ. Amen. We we can tell them. We can invite others. We can speak the word of God. We can make a difference. Do you feel like you're a difference maker? Because you can be. You can be, you, can, you might be the only Jesus somebody sees, amen? You might be the only one that believes what God said in your family, amen? And that's gonna be, that could be a lonely road sometimes. Has anybody experienced that sometimes? You know what, family is the toughest folks to deal with sometimes. All my family is looking at me going, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it is, you know, sometimes it's tough. And you love them and you want God's best for them. But sometimes, you know, God has to do the molding. God does the drawing, right? So don't beat yourself up. Keep Pressing in, pressing on, speaking God's word. But you know what? We do have a voice. We have an opportunity out there, right? What else can we do? Volunteer. I'm not asking you to volunteer for anything. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. But you know what? There's always a part for us to do. You know, when we think of volunteering, a lot of times the first thing that goes through my mind is like, man, I just, I, I don't know what to do. I don't have any extra time. I don't have any particular talent. Is anybody thinking that while they're sitting here? Think about that, you know? But this week, I want to challenge you to do something for the kingdom. Something. Maybe it's invite somebody to church. Maybe it's pray for your neighbor. Maybe it's share a smile with somebody. Maybe it's forgive somebody. Maybe it's forgive yourself. I don't know what it is. But there's something that we can do, I believe, every day. Right? You know, I, I, I mentioned this and, and just went back through my mind. I, I, when Jesse was born, I remember so clearly them handing him to me. Well, now he'd be this big. Right? <laughs> And I remember it was almost like a, like a little dream. It was just like a little vision. And I've said this many times. It was, and, and I just, this is what I, what I saw in my heart and my mind. It was like a big hourglass. It was like a big hourglass. Sand going through. And I knew that the Lord was speaking to my heart to make the most of each of those, those grains of sand. That's why I like doing stuff. I don't really like running football patterns with bad knees, but I'll do it because I get to spend some time. You know, whatever I can do to spend some time with my children, I, I love that. But you know what? We need to invest in them, right, man? And all of us, time's going through that glass, isn't it? That sand's running through our hourglass. So every day, make it a point to praise the Lord, amen? Make a point to pray. Make a point to look at God's word. Make a point to tell somebody about your Lord and Savior. Amen. You think that's a good plan? I think it's a great plan because God gives us that breath and we don't even know if we're going to make it to the end of the day. Yes, this is going to be an uplifting message. It's not, oh my gosh, what do you mean, buddy? No, but I tell you, as we keep account of, of those blessings, 
I think it keeps our head up above the water. So if you're always looking down like this, instead of looking up like this, you're going you're gonna to stumble, you're going to hit every rock, you're going to see every piece of bad road. And we know that we're going to have bump bruises and setbacks in life. Somebody say amen if you believe that. But we don't have to stay there. Aren't you glad? The greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Amen. So what else can we do into that vision? We're on a voyage, aren't we? Amen. We know our spiritual destination, right? As believers in Christ. I said, you know, speaking of words, we're always on that. We're on that journey. We, we know our final destination as a child of God is our heavenly home. But how can we impact lives along the way to reveal our risen Savior? How can we do that? There's all types of ways. You know, it's maybe giving out a Bible track or maybe just encouraging somebody. You know, it, it's something. We went to a band competition, a little chance to say, woo, because they won a whole lot of stuff in their band competitions last night. They worked real hard. And I, and it, I really enjoy that. You know, when Thompson is in a school band and, and, and you know, others, Beth's doing the stuff in that school band. And it's really cool to see them come together and be able to move and do and all that unity. And I often think about the body of Christ when I see that. You know, every time I'm looking at something, I, I'm, I'm, Lord, show me how to use that in a message. Lord, show me, you know, one band, one sound. That's it. Our voice should be one, one voice. Amen. Lifting up the Lord. And we look at those things and I say, man, isn't that amazing that, you know, when you're walking around and doing all these different things, that, that timing and stuff. Well, you know what? What would happen if we were all in harmony in the church? What would happen if all of us was in unity in the family of God? Amen. That, you know what, to do that, what are they doing in that band? They're watching that director. I know that's not right, but that's the best I can do. You know, look like I'm landing a plane, look like I'm swatting mosquitoes or something, you know. But you know what? <laughs> I'm getting a tick. I'm ticked. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. Sonny, I won't do it no more. He's like, I, I appreciate that. I'm going to draw my best in a minute. I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it right now. I feel bad. This is, I can draw two things, amen? You ready? This has nothing to do with the message. I just feel bad because I called you son of tick. All right? Not Eric. He's not going deeper and deeper and deeper. I'm just, I, I will edit that out. Two things I can draw. I can draw me in the 80s. All right? Wait a minute. It was a little bit longer. And I can draw me now. That's all. <laughs> so, before, after. Where was I? Okay. <laughs> On the voyage. Squirrel. All right. <laughs> so anyway, man, I'll tell you what. Let me find these notes. But you know, God lead guides and direct us in, in things. But we need to keep our focus and our vision on Christ. Amen. Not on what happened yesterday, not on what's happening before. We can learn from those things, amen? But you know what? We need to move forward and move further and further closer to the Lord, amen? Why? Because it is vital. It's vital. Why is it vital? Because it's the difference between heaven and hell. It's the difference between freedom and bondage. It's the difference between salvation and condemnation, amen? See, you can't, you know, I've, I've said this many times. I heard a guy say this years ago. You know, many times we want to stay on the fence, you know? We just stay on the fence a little bit. But if you look close, we'll find out that the devil owns the fence. So jump on over with Jesus. That's the best place to be. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on rolling. So we took care of the V. What else we got? On to the I. Inspiration. Inspire. So we need to 
inspire one another. And we need inspiration to be able to inspire. Amen. We always say you can't pour out what you don't pour in. So what inspires you? You think about that? What inspires you? Some people is getting in shape. Some people saving money. Some people, it can be a lot of different things. But what inspires you in the Lord? Amen. Have you tasted and see that the Lord is good? Have you experienced his grace and his forgiveness? Have you experienced his mercy? Have you experienced his power? What is it that, that inspires you? What motivates you? You know, you, you notice folks that accomplish a lot of stuff. that They're really plugged in their focus, aren't they? You take a guy or a girl that's a runner. They're looking at the finish line. They're not looking back and forth and going, well, who's coming up? And They are so focused on the finish line. Amen. Watch a little football. You know the guy that usually gets caught? He's way out in front. He's looking backwards. I don't understand. Look at that goal line. Today I want to encourage, look at the finish line when we cross over. And I, and I pray that he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. That doesn't mean that our track record is going to be perfect. Amen. I wish it was. But in Christ, it is. Not on our own, but in him, it is. Amen. While we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. Let's keep on going. So when we look through that, even I, I thought about this, you know, even when, when we go to school, what do we do? We look for that graduation day. Amen. A lot of times when people pass on and I know that they know the Lord, I said they just graduated. They just went on a little bit before us. Amen. That's crucial for us to inspire one another and be inspired. Does the word of God inspire you? It should. When we feed our spirit, it should, it should lift us up. That's why I love when we get to praise the Lord and, 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 and do a few things here. Not just for us, but you know what? He is worthy. Amen? He is worthy. You know, but so many times people can't find the time to do that. Ah, I was going to, but I'm busy. The very things, this is, this is total sign. I've seen over time, the very things that God blesses us with, if we're not careful, end up getting in between us and God. Think about it. You get a new job. Lord, if I could just get this job. And then next thing you know, well, I just can't make it to church. I mean, I'm so busy. Oh, Lord, if, if, if I can just get that new car, right? And then you got air conditioning, automatic transmission, and you ride right by the church. You know? So what is it that inspires you? I pray the word of God inspires you and cultivates in you that fresh, clean, powerful part that God wants to use in you. Amen? So then what else can we do? So we can impact lives for him. Amen? Absolutely. We want to have as much impact as we can. But first, before you have impact, you got to have commitment. Amen? Come on now. Commitment is something else. Are you committed? What are you committed to? You know? You're not going to finish if you're not committed. Right? And sometimes commitment isn't always convenient. Did you all hear that? Because you'll say, man, I'm going to do this. And then something comes up. Yesterday, we had booked stuff. Yesterday was the 4th. Earlier in the year, somebody said, can you do a wedding? I said, October, sure. No problem. This time you put it on the schedule, everything's good. A guy said, hey, I want you to do this little concert for me. Can you do it? Yeah, man, no problem. When is it? Yeah. And then I called Miss Tanya. She said, oh. So I said, that's all right. I gave him my work. Is there any way we can work with the time? So we moved the time around. And guess what? School hasn't even started. School starts. Jesse's got a band competition. All three things. And there's not enough clock. And I know even with my side of you, you said there's probably enough meat, but it wasn't enough yesterday. I couldn't move around. It's like, you got to do the wedding. I'm like, okay, you love her, you love him, you love him, you love her. Amen. Right? 
I said, I'll just make it fast. Can't do that. I told the guy, I said, hey, man, what time can we, we be there to do this concert? He pushed it back to like 6 o'clock. I said, okay. And I'm thinking, man, I'm not going to be able to see my boy. But you know what? God's got a way of working things out, doesn't he? So we went and did the wedding. Some of our fine folks here, Daryl and Renee, they usually sit over there. So we welcome them back when they, when they get back from taking a little break. That was a beautiful day yesterday. Christ Center wedding. Got to share Jesus with the, with the whole crew. And as I'm running back, getting in the car, the guy calls me and says, hey, man, there's been a change of plans. Uh, don't need you tonight. I said, really? He said, maybe we can do something closer to December. And I'm thinking, let me know early. I've already, I've already triple booked stuff. You know? So then I called Denise. I said, I get to go. I get to go to the concert. And you know, I thought, man, that's wonderful. Now, I just want to know one thing. How come when my father-in-law was going, she buys these nice little comfy seats? But all the other times when I was going, it wasn't. What's up with that? But anyway, Jimmy, I appreciate you giving your seat up yesterday so I could sit in that day. <laughs> so that was good. That was a blessing. God worked that all out. You know, he worked that all out. Because you know what? He's not bound by time. He's not sweating things out, right? He's always working on our behalf. So you know what? We need to be committed. But you know what? I was going to do what I told that fellow I was going to do, even if it was painful, even if I was going to miss out on something because I wanted my word to mean something. Because it was enough for them to say, hey, man, I, want to, I would like you, you two and three and, and, and your crew to come out to, to be a part of this event. And when we say something, I want to honor that, you know, the best that we can. But you know what? We got to be committed, don't we? What else? Initiative, amen? Here's something else. I said, you know what? I want to tell you a story, but I'm going to wait a minute. So we, we need to, to take the initiative, right? We need to be getting involved. We need to act in faith. You can have faith, but, but we got to, you know, faith and love work together. That's how it moves things, doesn't it, Right? You know, we got to get involved. And so many times I look at this and I say, man, we, we need to have a plan for our spiritual growth. Do we have one of those? You know, think about that. So many times, you know, the first of the year we get, man, I, this year I'm going to read the Bible. This year I'm going to draw in a small group. This year, this year, this year, this year, this year, I'm going to lose weight. And man, how many know that the gym will fill up for about two months? Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. I was giving us a bit of, bit of the doubt. And then it's like, hello, hello, <laughs> you know? But then we go about midway. Well, I'm going to get back in the game. I'm going to get back in the game. I just want to encourage this right now. We can always jump back in the game with Christ. Amen? We can always jump back in. But I'll tell you this. I think sooner is better, don't you? I think sooner is better to spend time with God. So I pray that, you know what, I, I, I'm, I'm so... Thankful for those that, that show up and dig in and, and share and, and see different things, how God's using you in your life. And it's, it's just really amazing it's, it's how you just let God use you. But you know what? When we think about this, how are we growing in our discipleship? Or how are we growing in our prayer time and our devotion time and our worship time? You know, I, I use this analogy a lot. If you're dating somebody, you just don't tell them, oh, yeah, I really like you. And then you don't come back around for a while. It takes time. It's an investment. It's a commitment. We got a relationship with the Lord, right? Amen. So it takes time and commitment to grow in the Lord. We're always growing. How many know God's got a lot to teach us? Amen. I'm looking in the mirror, right? But you know what? If I want to hear from God, I've got to spend time with God, don't I? What are we doing? What, what specific steps are we doing 
to spend time with God. I challenge you this week to take some time to do that. Amen. So guess what? We have an invitation, don't we? So here's your invitation. You can come to Bible study. You can set some time aside every day for the Lord. Invite somebody to church. Invite somebody to lunch, you know, to talk about the things of the Lord. Something. I bet you there's something that each of us can do today. Not even tomorrow. Today. To glorify the Lord. Do you think there's something you can do? I guarantee it is. And, and, and as we do that, it's going to open up the door to hear from God even greater. And God's going to move us to step, step out a little bit more. When, when, we're, when we're faithful in the small things, right, he's going to grow them. He's going to grow them. So I want to encourage us to grow in the Lord. And that's our invitation. I said, you know what? Well, you'd be surprised how much God will grow you if you just make an effort to be planted in his word. Are we planted in his word? I said, so check your view. Is it more on yourself or more on God? Sometimes it's a lot on me. You know what I mean? Is it on you sometimes? Sometimes we're just looking, well, I need to do this and I got to do this and I want to do this and all that's not about I, it's about him. So I, t- I pray today that we calibrate as we check our view that we see God clearly. Amen. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Well, we're to the E. We're almost there. Everybody hanging in tight, right? So in everything, right? Everything. Did y'all happen to hear this? I want to read it to you one more time. Your view of God shapes all you do, all you are, and all you become. See, our relationship with the Lord shouldn't be just lived out in some things, but in all things. Amen? I've, I've, I've mentioned this many times. There's a lot of times I talk to people and they say, well, that's business. And then that's, you know, the Lord. I don't know how they don't fit together. Because if that's, if that's what's going on, it should be spilling out in everything we do. That doesn't mean we do it perfectly all the time. But it does mean, you know what, that that should be uh, on the forefront. Our initiative for God to be seen and in, in utilized and in, in, in him utilizing us, I should say, in everything we do. Amen. Well, guess what? How about that encounter? When we start, when we start to do this, we start to encounter more of God in our presence in everyday life. And it doesn't, it just doesn't that make sense? As you move towards God, you're going to see more of God, right? When you, when you look to his word, God's going to reveal himself to you and through you so that you can be a mirror of Christ to someone else. But while he's doing that, he's working in you. And then he's working through you. Amen. You got to do the work in us so he can work through us. That's, that's just an amazing thing. And, you know, as we seek him more, God reveals more of himself to you. God is not hanging out, uh, hiding out from you. You don't come to church and God's like peeping around here like this. He's everywhere. Now, do you have to go to church to meet him? No. But you know what? We come to church to get filled up so we can take him out. And so somebody else can meet him down the street. Right. So somebody can see him at Zooms. So somebody can see him at Best Buy or wherever you're at, at your school, in your neighborhood. I want to encourage you to pass on that encounter. And guess what else? We've been entrusted. Did you ever think about that? What God's really called us to do? We're equipped for every good work, too. But think about this. We've been entrusted with the greatest news ever, the truth of the Bible, the truth of the living gospel of Jesus Christ who takes away the sin of the world. You know that we have the privilege that angels don't even have. They're not proclaiming the gospel. We are. And God chose us to be his messenger in that aspect. That's a pretty tall order, isn't it? You say, oh, I just don't know if I could do that. You know what? He will equip you, won't he? Let's take a look at that. That's the next thing. We're equipped in Jesus. Amen. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and training in righteousness, so that the man or woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So you got God's word on it, amen? We got God's word on it. 
See, that's what we need to do. You know, you've heard my mother-in-law talk about the things that God has done for her and many others. But I know from, from very early on, she would always, she would always say, hey, look, we're going to stand on, we're going to stand on God's promises. We're going to look it up. We would look at this. This is, this is your word. So, so what we would do in the family, and this is, and this is what we do anyway uh, in, in KTP. We want to look at God's word and find those promises and stand on those promises and speak those promises. Amen. Because what happens is that activates our faith by love to move forward and grab a hold of what God's got for us. Amen. Speak the word of God. Learn the word of God. Teach the word of God. Amen. Well, let's take a look at this. We're equipped for every good work. But look at this. Are you enthused about it? This amazes me. I'm a little, I guess, just a little bit excitable when it comes. Anyway, but the things, oh, I get real excited about that. You say, why? Because I know what he rescued me from. Right? If you're, if you're five years old and you go to church one time and you're 30 before you go again and you're a rock and roller, let me tell you, you're very grateful for what God's done. And you know what? I'm grateful every day for what God's done. And I'm excited about what God's done. And you know what? He still continues. I'm thinking, man, I would not use me. I would not use me. Right? And God says, that's all right. I see your best on your worst day. Man. That's humbling, isn't it? That's humbling to think. And God said, no, get it back up. Get in the game. Yeah, but. He just, no, no buts. I paid for it all. I choose you. I choose you. Man, I love that. God is so amazing. So, I ask you this. Are you enthused about the things of God? Are you enthused about that, that you're a child of God? And let me give you just a real quick test. You know, I, I'm thinking about this. I said, you know, are, are you enthused about that? If you have to go, if you say, yeah, most of the time, I would venture to say that your answer is no. We should be enthused all the time. Now, I know everybody, and it is including me, I'm not always, oh, everything is lovey-dovey. I'm not saying that. But I am grateful. I'm grateful for everyone here. I'm grateful that I can see. I'm grateful that I can walk. I'm grateful that the Lord woke me up today. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my church family. And it goes on and on and on. But see, when I speak that, guess what happens? My heart starts to fill up with joy. Yesterday when I was at that wedding, Daryl's a tough guy. I mean, he built like a fire plug. Everybody say, you nervous? He said, I ain't nervous. And he wasn't. Everything was good. Had all the, what is it, groomsmen, you know, all that. He's good. His buddy said, you got something on your face? He said, I ain't worried about it. But when his bride came down, then my eyes got a little full. That lip started to quiver. And it was just like that. Because he knew he was blessed. See, that was the deal. He wasn't scared. He wasn't worried. He wasn't anything else. He was enthused. He was grateful. And it was amazing because I watched, because I got the best seat in the house. They brought her up by boat, right there by, by the yacht club. Beautiful. They came on down, her daddy was walking her. And the realization started hitting home. And he, and he was there like this. And he just started looking like that. And I just put my ass in your blessing because I'm blessed. Isn't that something? You know what? We're the bride of Christ. Amen. Do we realize how blessed we are? Can you imagine that day when we see Jesus face to face? Man, that's amazing, isn't it? That just, just in those few seconds, I guarantee you there was nothing else going on around him. 
All he was focused on was his beautiful bride. What would happen if we just took a minute every now and then and focused on Christ like that? What would happen in our, in our hearts? I guarantee you that it would push some of the fear away. I guarantee you it would push some of the doubt away. Are we enthused about who we are in Christ? If we're not, we need to check our view, amen? How do you check your view? You open up God's word. How do you check your view? You read God's word. You look to, to Jesus, amen? Are you enthused about that? Man, got a phone call Thursday. It wasn't a good phone call. How many people were growing up in a neighborhood where you got another family or friend? Man, you, you almost live at their house. You're there all the time. Their folks are almost like your folks. You can do whatever you want, but you better do it respectfully, I can tell you that. But you, you know that you will never starve as long as their door's open. Amen? My buddy called. Always close with his dad. I still I, I call his dad maybe every other month. I, I, and, and when we were kids, his dad would always cook. Fish fry, all this stuff. Collards. And he used to make these, these little, uh, oh, shucks. It was, it, was like a, it was almost like a little crab cake thing looking, but, but it was um, uh, cornbread. That's what I was trying to get out of. Cornbread, he would, he would throw that stuff in there. Man, I love those things. And so I would always call him and say, what you got to eat over there? I don't know, honey. I guess we got something, son. You won't never starve as long as I got something. Always the same answer. You ain't never going to starve. Come on, I'll fix you a sandwich. I said, no, I'm just going by mom's. You need anything? No. He went in because his leg was hurting couldn't get to the fishing pier as much as he used to like to. He's like, man, I got to do something with this leg. Well, they started checking his leg and found out there was something wrong with his back. So they did back surgery. Back surgery went great. Everything's good. So my buddy, his son, goes the next day. He's sitting in there. He said, Dad, how you doing? He said, I'm doing all right, man. Look at this. Physical therapy people come in. They move him around a little bit. He goes, I, I, I don't feel good. He goes, what's wrong, Dad? Can't get my breath, huh? He said, well, let's just, just sit down for a minute. He sent him back down. He said, you, you he said, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. In an instant, he was gone. Had a blood clot break loose. And my buddy told me, he said, I knew. He said, we were in a hospital. They started working on my dad and everything. He said, I knew that was it right then. He said, time Stopped that fast. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? Dad making jokes, always making jokes, everything else. Hey, he just went in for his back. His back is good. Why do you bring this up? Because things can change like that. I want you to see the urgency. I want you to see the view that we need to have to share Christ all the time. Amen. I talked to him many times about the Lord. Many times he knew the gospel better than me. And I prayed somewhere along the line. He said, you know what? That's what I need. But you know what? It's ultimately between the person and God. All we can do is bring them the message. Amen. And you know, I thought about that over and over. And my buddy talked to me the next day. And I said, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing all right. He said, the doctor came back out and said, we've worked on your dad for 20 minutes. He's not responding. What do you want us to do? And my buddy said in that minute, he said, what do you mean what I want you to do? He said, your, your dad's been without oxygen for a long time. There's going to be some serious ramifications if he comes around. 
in my boy said, oh, my dad wouldn't want that. And he said, the funniest thing, he said, when he was driving home, he remembered his dad saying, he said, you know, you know, a massive heart attack's not a bad thing. He said, you don't have to suffer, you go. Isn't that funny how that just came back to my buddy's memory? As crazy as that is, I believe that gave him a little bit of peace. I know that none of us want to be there in that moment, but you know what? Once we get past that, you're probably glad that you are, that you were with your loved ones. Amen? Everybody doesn't get a chance like that. Everybody doesn't have those things. And the only reason I'm bringing that up because I want you to see the urgency in everything we do. We need to be sharing Christ. We can't wait till tomorrow. We can't wait till next week, you know? So, do you, so you know, a lot of times we think, we'll just, we'll just wait a little bit. Or, 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 or something else. But you know what? If we really see the value of what God's placed in us, it'll change everything. The worth. Let's get to the next one. We're on a home stretch. Everybody doing good? Our worth. I thought this was amazing. When I looked up the word worth, this is exactly what I, I wrote it right on down here. It said, good or important enough to justify. God says you're worth it. You know? You, you think about that. He sees your worth. He saw the good and the importance of your life and he redeemed you, he saved you, he purchased you and yes, he justified you. And until, you know, we get that proper view of what's going on, we won't walk in the freedom of God. I believe one of the biggest reasons people are depressed and everything else is because they don't realize that you know what? Their worth is amazing. Your worth is, 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 is amazing, Amen. I, I want to read this here. And I look at this. I said, you know, we get depressed and everything else because I don't believe we grasp the magnitude of the worth that Christ, of Christ in us and the worth that, that, that Christ has done for us and the deposit that he's put in us. And until we settle that fact, we continue to build a wall between us and God. How many know that doubt is a, is a, is a wall builder? It is. I want you to think of this picture. This is what the Lord was showing me. You might say, what type of wall are you talking about, buddy? We can build a wall of fear. We can build a wall of guilt, shame, all those things. And each time we doubt the word of God, we add another layer of brick. Amen. And guess what? Satan comes along and brings the mortar. He wants you to believe that. He wants you to believe that. Yeah, you know good. If, if you were really a believer, you wouldn't have said that. If you really, you know, all these things. You, you don't qualify on your own. You qualify in Christ. Amen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Are you enthused about that? Your works doesn't qualify you. Your singing and, and, and dancing doesn't qualify you. Your giving doesn't qualify you. You are qualified by one thing and one thing only. Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection on the cross. Amen. It is God plus nothing. It is finished in Christ. Amen. See, a lot of times, you, you, you know, uh, I work with a guy and he's going back to school and they're, they're doing comparative religions. Jesse had a thing he was doing the other day and they were comparing religions. See, religions will, uh, will cause you to try to work your way to, to salvation. Save your energy. You can't. Jesus did it all. Amen. Isn't that something? And, and you know what? So many people, a lot of folks don't know that. So they think they can just pick and choose. They think it's a smorgasbord of, of you know, of, uh, I don't know, of heaven. That's not, that's not it. What does he say in his word? John 14 says, he said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Are you glad that there's only one way today? Thank the Lord. Are you glad that he already made the way? Yeah. All we got to do is believe. All we got to do to receive it. Just ask him. Man, that's a crazy thing. And you know what? God will knock down that wall 
Amen. And open your, your heart to the things that he has for you. Oh, man. So many things. I said, you know what? The, the enemy wants to keep you captive, captive to that old life. But the Bible says that you're a new creature in Christ. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Just think how freeing that would be if we could really grasp that. And I want to tell you, it's available to you. It's available to you right now. Not when you clean up. Not when you get good enough because you can't. Christ has settled all that. Amen. I want to keep on going here. The word. I say this many times. Are we going to let the world identify us or the word identify us? It's a great thing to look through God's word and, and, and just not just flip through it, but be a student of God's word. If somebody was to ask you today, who do you think you are in Christ? What would you say? Could you give them a list of things? Do y'all remember a couple of weeks ago when we passed out the handouts and they had different things in there? That I'm a child of God, that I'm redeemed, that I'm saved, that I'm blessed, that I'm healed. That's who you are. You say, well, I, I don't feel like that. Well, you know what? It's not about the way you feel because the truth is that God's word has the final authority on it. So we're going to speak that and go with that. Amen. And that's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to stand on it. Even when it doesn't look good. I'm preaching to me. Am I preaching to you? I'm just sharing what God's showing us. So many times. We just go, ah, man. I talked to my neighbor yesterday. They're going through a tough time. His wife is in her 80s and she, she had a brain tumor. And they really haven't given her, the doctors, long to live. And um, they are, they're probably one of the most uh, inspiring couples that I've ever seen. They do everything together. Love them, man. Great neighbors. And they're going through a tough time. And, and, and you know, she's got the greatest attitude about this. But he's, he's nervous. Wouldn't you be? I'd be nervous. Wow. And he told me, he said, I, I just want to give up, but I can't. I said, don't. Don't. I said, we're not backing off. See, sometimes, maybe it's just that little bit. Don't do it. Don't back off. Maybe that's going to be enough to give him another, another day of encouragement. Just a little bit, just a little one word at the right time and season can change everything. Amen. But you know what? We got a lot of folks that just speak doubt. And doubt, and doubt, and doubt. You know what? I say, you know what? Separate ourselves from that and speak the word of God. It brings life. Amen. Next thing I want to talk about, we're coming up on the home stretch here, is worship. Amen. I want us to remember, too, who we are in Christ. This is what it's all about. What does that do to your heart when you really think about it? When we get to worship the Lord. You know, I pray that it cultivates our heart of worship for our, our loving and gracious Savior. That, that the view we need, that's the view we need to get, you know, that we get a gaze that is focused on Christ, that everything else that has no eternal value fades away. That doesn't mean there's not a lot of good things, but Lord, help us to put the things in right perspective. Help us to put you first, Lord. Help us, our view to be on you and he'll take care of the rest. Have you seen that in your life? He will. He does all the time. I don't know how he works it all out. See, I like to know how it's going to end. You know, I mean, I'm going through the movie, man. Come on, we ain't got much time. I'm going through the commercials if you could go through that. I want to see what's happening. But you know what? You can't do that in life. So you know what we do? We learn from what's back here. And we trust what's coming up this way when we're looking to the Lord. We can have confidence in Christ every minute of the day. I didn't say it's easy. But it gets easier as we experience the love, the grace, 
the forgiveness and the mercy of God. As we encounter Christ, I pray that he grows that seed of faith and grows that seed of faith and grows that seed of faith. Have you ever been through a tough time and there's somebody in your life that you kind of run to a little bit? Maybe because they're encouraging. Amen. Well, how much more should we be running to our Heavenly Father that knows how it's going to play out? How much more should we be running into the loving arms of our Father when everything's stripped away? I think he does his best work there. Not that he can't do the work any other way. But you know what? Sometimes we just fight and go and everything else. Have you ever seen a little kid in the grocery store when they want something and just hold on to it? And they're just, you know, they're just doing all this stuff. And and the mom is trying to to calm them or the dad's trying to get them straight and says, hey, look, 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 look. You, You don't need that. This is what we need. This is what's going on. God so graciously does that with us in our life. He's our heavenly father. I'm going to go back to that, that scene yesterday when my friend was looking at his bride. Everything, I couldn't hear what was going on, but I sure saw it. Everything that was happening, I didn't care how tough he was. I didn't care any of those things because love had gripped his heart. And when love grips your heart, it will change your attitude. It will change your actions. It will change your speech. It will change your giving. It will change your doing. It will change all those things. So let me just read this to you one more time here. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. I pray that we take that with us today. I pray that through the message today, God will sharpen those things in our life. I pray that, you know, what is our view of God's word? That it's the centerpiece of our life. That we believe what it says. And God help us to understand that better through Holy Spirit teaching us and directing us. And giving us the encouragement to step it out. To live it out. To forgive one another. To to walk in those things. And I pray today that we see the worth that we have. I pray today that we see the worth that we have. You got something you want to say there, young man? Yeah.
sometimes those things in life God is speaking to us through those, those, those times through people that he places in front of you through those different things and I appreciate you sharing that Thomas so you know I pray that God corrects our view of him and not only corrects our view of him but corrects our view of others in him you see what I'm saying that we can look see, see like Thomas said it wasn't his infirmity that he was, he was uh, sharing or putting out there. It was his faith. Isn't that amazing? When people look at us, do they see our faith in action? Do our words match that? I can say mine don't always, but my desire is. And so today, I pray today is a fresh start for each and every one of us. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that you are always helping us with our view if we're willing to look to you. Father, I pray that we look to you, that we, we reach hand and, 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 and just, just pull back our hearts and say, Lord, fix this thing. And if there's one here today that's never called in the name of Jesus, I pray that today is your day that you say, I need you, Jesus. The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But he also tells us that the free gift of eternal life is through his son, Jesus Christ. The free gift. Have you opened that gift by faith? How do I do that, buddy? He tells us when we call on the name of the Lord, we will be saved. I pray today that you're, you're confident in Christ because that you've called on the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross. Because when we do that, he sets us in the family. Amen. He's broken every chain. He's made a way. He's forgiven. He's wiped every tear. Amen. I want you to know that. And no matter what we're going through, and I know I don't know what everybody's going through, but I know that our Lord does. I know sometimes we're waiting on family to get the word. Sometimes we're waiting on ourselves and, 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 and just saying, Lord, you know what? Help me get this thing straight. There's a lot of things we can do, but I found the, the, the biggest things in my life I can't do because God's already done them. I just need to receive them. How about you? I pray today that you receive his grace. I pray today that you receive his, his healing, his mercy, his redemption. 
today. Don't leave here without calling on the name of Jesus. If that's you today, I want you to look up right here. I'm not going to come where you are. I'm not going to track you down. If you need to call on the name of Jesus, you know what? I pray right now that we just strip everything away. Lord, come into our lives today. Lord, thank you for saving us, Lord. We know that you, your work on the cross is finished, Lord. We put our faith and trust in that. Lord, we're a child of God because of what you have done. And if you're here today and you say, man, I've been missing the mark. Well, you know what? We all miss the mark. But God allows us to return to him through the blood of Christ and washes us clean. Father, today I thank you that our view of you is clear because the view that we want is the view of the Bible. It doesn't, it doesn't cast any shadows. It's the truth. So Father God, grow us and show us how to be more like Jesus in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Man, I tell you.